Welcome, everybody, to This Podcast Has Autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we have Carolyn with us. She is a special education teacher. Carolyn, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I've been in the special education field for over 32 years. Um, I first graduated with my BA with... um, Actually, back then, it was called mental retardation, and now we don't really like to use that. Yeah. So it's uh, a degree in mental ha- mentally handicapped. And then um, I went back to school for my master's, and at that time, um, I received a master's in a uh, Master of Arts of uh, Learning and Teaching. Oh, wow, cool. And then um, I went back and received my doctorate uh, through North Central University, um, with special education with emphasis in, you know, toward autism. And that's what my dissertation was based on, was autism. I know we talked a little bit ago before we started. Um, you're going to talk about um, friendships and, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember the other And part. friend wrecks. And yep. friend wrecks, Friendships yes. and friend wrecks, yes. yes. That was what um, my um, dissertation was based on. And it was... Because um, nowadays you can just go on the news or uh, newspapers, whatever, and you can find a lot of um, individuals with autism or on the autism spectrum that have been victimized. They're quite yeah. uh, frequently targeted for, you know, by bullies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's certain, you know, specific reasons for that, that they're... You know, they are different. And kids nowadays, sadly, when they realize you're different, it seems like they really start, you know, going and attacking, you know, that individual. Yeah. Okay. You want me to just go ahead and start? Yeah, sure. You know, as far as um, the information? Okay, in regards to autism, you know, it's a complex diagnosis, okay? There's no specific blood test that we can go ahead and do. There's no biological marker. Um, and the diagnosis is primarily made by professional, um, ob- you know, observations as well as parental report, okay? Okay. And so, um, like, when I go in and I do testing, I take a lot of information f- that the parents have given me um, as well as um, there's a test called the ADOS. That, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, that I that I give, and it's a matter of observing the students and how they respond. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, autism. It's a neurodevelopmental disability that often causes problems with social interaction, communication, and then you might see behaviors, different types of behaviors, repetitive behaviors. And um, usually you see the symptoms starting around age three, and these delays um, will continue up until um, adulthood. Okay. Okay. Um, The... Uh, DSM-5, or the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, you know, <laughs> defines um, autism spectrum disorders as a neurodevelopmental disorder that is characterized by limitations in social communication and the presence of restricted and repetitive behaviors ranging from severe to pervasive. Um, at one time, Autism was also grouped with Asperger's syndrome and pervasive de- developmental disorder, 
but now um, they've taken Asperger's out and pervasive developmental disorder and it's just primarily based with autism. Um, it does have, um, you know, I still refer to a lot of my individuals that I work with that um, are high functioning. Yeah. Usually I see as far as high functioning autism and Asperger's, I actually, in my opinion, I see two different um, groups. Okay. Okay. Um, but sadly, we don't use Asperger's anymore. Um, and what I have experienced in regards to high functioning autism and Asperger's with the individuals that I've met with, the high functioning autism usually had some delays in their, their language. Yeah. Okay. Um, whereas Asperger's really did not, they had delays in social, um, skills Oh, okay. And they have continued delays with social skills, but usually their their language was pretty much intact. You know, and a lot of times the individuals that would normally have been called or classified as Asperger's, they seem to be like walking encyclopedias, <laughs> you know, more so than um, those with the high-functioning autism. At least that's through my experience. But like I said, DSM-5 have, has decided to no longer consider Asperger's as part of that. There's just grouped underneath autism. Okay. Um, it is a spectrum of disorders um, and they all have like similar uh, features. Um, some individuals might have mild. Okay. And so um, it doesn't, you know, they might not stand out. They might be the quirky kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That you might notice, um, they might have some, you know, special obsessions that they. It's hard for them to, to turn off, you know, from, you know, maybe it's sharks or maybe it's tornadoes, but um, they're just a little more quirky. Yeah. But academically, they seem to be doing fine, and um, they seem fairly typical. Okay. Yeah, that's the way my autistic son is. He's uh. He's high functioning, but he most people when they see him, they think he's just normal kid. Uh -huh. And then as they get to know, he's like, oh, he's a little quirky. Yeah, there's something yeah. off about him. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the, the you know the main common um, symptoms or characteristics would be the deficits in communication, and so um, in that aspect, it could be both verbal and nonverbal, and so they might not get the eye contact or um, uh, the eye gaze. So if you're looking at something else and you want them to look and you're sort of yeah. trying to give them that eye, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Okay. Um, the social skills, definite uh, deficits in social skills, um, identifying emotions, being able to share emotions, and then understanding how others think and feel, okay, in a conversation. Um, usually it might be one-sided um, conversation. And then also you have the repetitive behaviors, okay, repeating of words or actions or um, obsessively following specific routines or schedules. And then if that schedule changes, oh, yeah. you know, you, we yep. have a meltdown. Yep. <laughs> okay, we fight, you know, we see that quite often, okay. Um, social interaction 
is definitely less automatic yeah. with individuals with autism um, spectrum disorders. And these um, limitations, they vary between individuals. It's not always the same. Just like I said, you know, there's mild to high, you know, yeah. mild characteristics to, you know, even the classic autism where you, they're pretty much very much in their, you know, own world. They won't give you eye contact. Whereas the mild, you know, you sometimes you get that eye contact. I know um, some people say, oh, he's not autistic because he's giving you, you know, eye contact. That's not always so. Yeah. Okay, um, it just depends on uh, the, lo the level. The, yeah, the yeah. degree. Okay, um, and then the severity. You know, as the degree widens, the se severity also. Um, and then what I have found, like the individuals that I work with with severe autism or classic autism. Um, other kids don't seem to pick on them as much, okay, because they know, okay, they're, you know, obviously oh, yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah. Whereas the high-functioning, the Asperger, um, you know, individuals, they are very, seem to be typical in a lot of ways. But then, because they're a little odd, that's when, you know, a lot of the kids go ahead and they actually gear to yeah to picking on them um i think this is from 2012 it said um that over 46 percent of uh, individuals with autism in middle school and high school um, often complained you know to their parents that they were victimized oh wow and that's really actually a low ball figure it really occurs a whole lot more um, like when I went ahead and I did my study on friendships and friend wrecks, um, the individuals that I had personally interviewed, all of them, um, except for maybe one, wow. had said that they were um, victimized wow. in high school. And some that was just, you know, some, some of the victimization was based on... Um, calling names continuously and you know freak you know you're yeah. you're you know not you know and, and they'd use the r word you're retarded and and they are not you know if that's yeah. not you know the issue but um to one boy um had this is in middle school had other kids urinate on him oh man and um just highly degrading behaviors and i mean that truly affects them especially as they progress into all you know adulthood my um dissertation was based on ages from 18 to about 32 34 years old okay and so all of them were pretty much um their own legal guardian they weren't living at home some of them may still lived at home but they had their own jobs and they were graduated from high school. Um, and so the one boy that I was telling you about, he was probably um, when asked about friendships, if, you know, he prefers friendships with neurotypical or individuals with autism, you know, he, he, he actually would prefer neither.
Oh, wow. Okay. Because it, it just really, truly affected them. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of lack of trust in, in, in individuals. Okay. Whereas my, the oldest one that I had gone ahead and interviewed, um, he was definitely very high functioning. Um, and he was one that I would describe as like a walking encyclopedia, <laughs> you know, and, and the words that he used were, you know, they were way above my head. <laughs> you know. So, and I mean, he was awesome and he has his, a job. He works at a radio station. Oh, cool. And um, pretty independent. He drives, but he still lives with mom and dad. Okay. And he was the one that said he was fine with both neurotypical and individuals with autism. But he pretty much, he wasn't um, diagnosed until he was actually in high school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, his friendships the people that he primarily hangs with are neurotypical peers, you know, those that he works with. And, and they, they understand when, let's say he gets upset um, or he needs like a little break, he goes into his back room and, you know, he, he can calm down. And those that work with him at the radio station, they understand and they accept him. And, and so that makes the whole, um, big difference. Yeah. With, I bet. With friendships. Um, just going in as to why friendships are important. They're important to everybody, whether you're <laughs> neurotypical or on the autism spectrum or, um, you know, my son, my oldest son is Down syndrome. He's 34 and he still needs friendships and, and individuals. Um, but it helps promote confidence. It gives a sense of identity. Um, there's some stability, um, Often they boost happiness, um, they reduce stress, and then it's just excitement. There's nothing better than to, to call a friend or to feel needed, like, yeah. okay, I am a friend to somebody. Um, but that brings us to what are friend wrecks. Quite often um, with our individuals on the spectrum, they don't really know the difference between friendships and friend wrecks. Um, friendships, um, when I've asked, um, them, you know, what, how would you describe friends? What, you know, what classifies as, as a friend? They all gave the pretty much classic, you know, answer. Oh, they make, make us laugh or, um, they do things with, we have the same, um, plans or goals. And so, it was a, a, a classic answer that I think most people would give as far as friendships, but in understanding what friend wrecks were, um, I had to dig deeper and, you know, in the interviews with them and some of them really didn't get it. Okay. They didn't know that they were being used or, um, until later. And by that time, you know, things had happened that they weren't, you know, they didn't necessarily want yeah. to happen. Um, I know one individual, um, This he was not one that I had interviewed, but I know it was in the, the newspaper, and I think it was back in Florida or, or back east anyway. But um, he was in high school, and um, he really wanted some friends. And um, there were some, some boys 
pretty much bullies that had gone ahead and said, okay, you know, you can be friends with us, but you have to go through a certain initiation. And um, what it was, he had to like jump off this um, pier in an area that the currents were really, really strong. Okay. Most people probably wouldn't make it back, but he had to swim out and then swim back. Well, um, they just sat and laughed and they could tell that he was having trouble, but they, they went ahead and they went on home and it was a big joke to them. Um, luckily he was a good swimmer and he did make it out of there. And then, um, you know, he went home and his mother had found him. He was all wet and he was in a closet. He was pretty much upset and he didn't really understand what had happened. You know, why, why did they make me do that? Yeah. Okay. Those are friend wrecks, you know, when, when neurotypical individuals, as far as I'm concerned, take advantage of, um, individuals on the autism spectrum, you know, and it doesn't have to be like bullying. It's, you know, as far as victimization, it's making them do things that normally they wouldn't thinking, Oh, okay. Cause there, there is a, um, social naivety, you know, that they, they have in, in regards to with their friends, um, and they don't recognize it. Okay. Um, other things is, you know, being gullible, um, they have the poor social skills and, um, they, their network of friends are often just primarily their family, their siblings or cousins. Um, and then they don't recognize being victim, victimized. Okay. Um, some of the things that are, um, components involved in, you know, successful social relationships is, um, learning to imitate. And that's sometimes really hard with individuals on the autism spectrum or, um, learning to give and take. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a toughie. (laughs) Uh, perspective taking. Usually it's, this is the way they think and this is the way it shall be. Um, they usually have less opportunities for interactions over time. Um, like I said earlier, there might be some problems with verbal and nonverbal communication. A lot of times they don't understand non-literal language and sarcasm or idioms. Okay. So, you know, that becomes a, a ridicule, ridicule factor, you know, um, and then they're just not able to deal with simple conflicts with peers. And then, um, you know, some other things is some of them may have some cognitive impairment, depending on um, the degree. Um, a lot of times they do prefer to be by themselves. And and they don't necessarily, some of them want friends, but yeah. they don't know how to go about making friends. Um, and they just aren't able to read uh, each other's facial expressions, their gestures, their body language. And um, quite often, unless they're really been taught how to make friends, it's a struggle. And even at that, like I do social skills um, every day at school, you know, with my students with autism and we will role play and we'll practice. And sometimes they still don't get it. Okay. 
um, some other factors that would impede forming friendships is the anxiety. Their anxiety goes way high, especially in new situations. Um, and like I've said before, poor peer interactions. And then they're often rejected by peers because they're not like yeah. them. So, okay. so what like some good things that we can do to help them? Um, there's different things that we can go ahead and do um, to help them. Um, some of the things we can work on is the conversation abilities, um, getting them to be f more familiar with like nonverbal skills okay, um, yeah. and understanding, you know, the gestures and body languages, facial cues, tone of voice. And one way you could do with that um, to teach them is sometimes um, if you get soap operas, tape uh -huh. a little segment of soap opera, you know, soap opera, but you know, you don't need the, the sound or anything and then play it for them and, and ask them, okay, what's going on here? What do you see? You know, because there's a lot of visual going on in these yeah. crazy soap opera things and, and they don't get it. Okay. And so you would have to like actually walk them through it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's one of the things is to, to work on communication and that's the big thing. Okay. Um, and social appropriateness. <laughs> okay. You know, because they, as far as um, what they say, they mean no harm. They, they, take, they speak the truth and they're very matter of fact. And a lot of people can't handle that. Yeah. Um, and so perhaps maybe trying to teach them um, other ways to say things or um, uh, redirecting them um, in appropriate ways. Yeah. Okay. I, I um, know with my son, we, we try to teach him different ways and all the time. And it's repeat after repeat mm -hmm. after repeat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is, are you ever going to get this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really tough. I mean, like I said, I, do, you know, work with them every day you know, with social skills and, um, it, it 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 doesn't always click. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't very it doesn't click very fast. No. It's but but there we have seen him real little <coughs> till now, and he's almost ten, and we have seen some improvement. Mm -hmm. It's just it's so slow. Mm -hmm. It's so slow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it definitely is. Um, and then it's also to help create those opportunities. Okay, yes. and there's there's different things that you can do to to add to those opportunities. Um, like I've been saying, the social skills groups. I think a lot of schools actually um, have them now. You know, and if they don't, if your your child's school does not, I would recommend um, being the squeaky wheel and talking to the the teachers about developing a social skills group. Um, you know, sometimes teaching them with scripts, okay? Oh, yeah, Even though it yeah. might be very uh, matter of fact and, and all, but practice on scripts and then start enlarging it and then changing because they really have a hard time with flexibility, changing the scripts if something else, um, let's say they like to talk about 
drums, okay? This is what they want to talk about to, to get them to channel it, sometimes listening and, and doing that uh, give and take. Um, peer support is a big one. Um, I know our high school, our um, high school teachers actually developed a special club that fosters peer support. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and, and it gets them all involved. Um, video modeling, that was pretty much I um, what I had mentioned in regards to the soap opera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you can videotape them and say, okay, what's a better way to do this? Yeah, my wife's often mentioned, we ought to just videotape him and mm -hmm. show it to him, see how, and see if he picks up on the weird things that he mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. We've never done it, yeah. but it's... A <laughs> I think it's a good eye-opener because sometimes they don't even realize it. It's just taking and <laughs> videotaping me. I do a lot of weird things, too, and I probably don't realize when yeah. I do them. Um, and so if I'm sat, sat back and watched myself, I'll probably be like, oh, no. Yeah, we call them out on it all the time. Uh -huh. I don't do that. Uh -huh. That's silly. I wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the videotaping is really good because it actually shows them. Um, other things is teacher redirecting or like you had said, call them out on it and, you know, re redirect. Um, and then trying to prompt other children to play with them. Um, rephrasing or restating one child's statement for another because like I said before they speak the truth and sometimes it's very abrupt and yeah. it's it's hard for us neurotypicals to like okay you know they're right but truth always hurts yeah um, and then just praising children you know okay appropriate ways to, to, to play um, Modeling and practice, role play, um, corrective feedback, and then self-monitoring for older students, such as videotaping them and say, "Okay, you tell me what's going on here. What do you, what do you see?" Um, and then going back, like to the scripts, those you know, those are like pre-taught language for specific situations and so it's easier for them and so they might include um, starters for conversations um, ideas to connect with conversations or change the topic um, a lot of times social scripts help reduce the anxiety because their anxiety and stress with social interactions are way high usually yeah. so um, sometimes that sort of helps them give them a lead in um, and then also working on understanding and taking the perspective of others, okay, because that's another thing that's pretty uh, difficult. Um, they were mentioning um, some article in regards to playing fr frequent games, even Monopoly or the Game of Life, things like that with them. You know, so it, it engages them in, in playing and communication, okay? Um, and then also, I know with a lot of my individuals, they don't like losing. Yeah. And so it it helps develop, you know, it's, it's okay to lose. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just part of the game. Um, you know, it is hoped that the experience of successful and enjoyable uh, friendships will become a motivating 
you know, force for, for kids to pursue social contact. Um, and it's not easy. <laughs> and we need to provide those opportunities um, and to make play and friendship actually a positive experience. Um, in another article, you know, I looked up as far as bullying uh, children with autism spectrum disorders. Um, some of the, the bullying, like I said earlier, could be s as simple as just saying mean things, calling names, um, leaving people out of activities. And so it just sort of adds to the isolation, um, hitting, pushing, being more physical, taking their things. Um, and sometimes it's hard to sp spot that as a, as a teacher and they are in a, um, uh, in a mainstream class or inclusion because she has all these other kids. She might not always notice okay, yeah. what's going on. And a lot of our kiddos with autism they are more reluctant to tell, to say anything, because they think, okay, it's going to push my friends further away, or, um, like I said before, between friendships and friend wrecks, they don't know the difference. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the friend, and he's my friend, I can't say anything, okay? So there are several signs um, to look for um, in regards to uh, an in individual on the autism spectrum. Okay, and so these are some of the signs that I would recommend parents to look for. First off um, are the, the physical signs, okay, and they are really the most obvious, unexplained bruises, scratches, cuts. Um, they come home from school and there might be things missing. Um, the, uh, their belongings might be damaged, okay, there might be some... Um, the clothes may be torn, okay? They're coming home hungry. Um, some other things, behavior signs you'll find is uh, they, the, the child will not want to go to school. He might be more frightened to walk to the bus or to the school alone. Um, and his scores, his academic scores might start going down. Oh, wow. Okay? So um, that could be... Uh, also a sign. Some of the emotional signs could include having nightmares, repeated nightmares. Um, they might cry a lot, um, get angry, or even more aggressive uh, compared to what they, you know, they might have been before. And then um, also they might start becoming more anxious and um, more withdrawn. You know, they don't really care to be with other people. Um, and some other signs that parents have noticed, they say that the child will often say that they're sick or they have a stomach ache. Uh, there's a change in their eating or sleeping patterns. Um, and then they might start to bully others. Okay. Cause they're doing what they've, they've learned. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, yeah. and so, um, they just start with the same thing. And I know sadly, um, you hear all these stories about the shootings. And, oh, yeah. And several times you'll find out that the child or the student, I can't say child because they're usually at the, the high school level, they were on the autism spectrum disorder. And um, I think it gets to the point where they don't know, okay, 
you know, it doesn't matter. I, they don't like me anyway. And, and it's just like the ultimate meltdown, yeah. sadly. And if um, they haven't had the skills to truly cope with um, friends, rejections, everything, um, it just sort of adds to it. And so that's something to just always really be aware of and to, to watch for, you know, in regards to the different signs. Like with your education, while you're in college studying, and then also because you're a teacher now, you have to continue your education to learn all the new stuff that comes out. Do they encourage you to push friendship on like autistic kids or special need kids? I would say yes. And I, I don't want to say the term push on, but we encourage it yeah. and we try to provide opportunities for uh, individuals with autism to develop uh, friendships. Um, nowadays, a lot of classrooms actually do a lot of um, uh, group activities, small group activities. And so that also helps encourage it. Um, I have seen some individuals that really struggle with that. Um, you know, and they don't want friends. They don't want to be included. And so, um, you know, we have to look at that also because we don't want to dictate, oh, you must have a friend. Yeah. Okay. Because they have their um, rights to decide. Okay. But at the same token, um, we can do things to encourage yeah. and, and, and um, help them emulate positive um, social interaction with others. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Not a problem. At this time, my lovely wife, Marcy, will announce the winners of our fidget giveaway. Our first fidget giveaway winner is N.A. Lebrun on Twitter. Our second fidget giveaway winner is Penguicorn on Twitter. Congratulations to our two winners and a huge thank you to Happy Hands Toys for their generous donation. That's it for this episode. Next week we will have Kate, who is from the U.K., who is a fashion photographer who has autism. Please tell your family and friends about the show. As always, like us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe to the show as well. Thanks for listening. Until next time.